Hello and welcome back to the Grow Jazz podcast. I'm Jazz. I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. Thanks a lot for tuning in again, guys. I hope you're all doing well. I've had a really nice weekend after the time of recording this. We went back to um, Dan, my boyfriend's family home in Oxford for the weekend and we had his grandparents 65th wedding anniversary party yesterday which was very very nice um I was in charge of making the cake for it which was quite high pressure whenever I'm making like the celebration cakes or the birthday cakes I don't know if you follow my Instagram story but I do it every now and then um I, I get myself a bit worked up about it I I have nightmares about cake making but luckily it went well everyone enjoyed it unfortunately the meal um at the place that we went was really really bad which was such a shame because obviously his grandparents had organized it and paid for the you know for everyone to get together and that kind of thing but it was it was really bad so that was a shame but hopefully my cake made up for it and we kind of filled up on that afterwards but anyway today we are going to be talking about easy ways to improve your sleep. So sleep is, it's really, really important and often undervalued by people. And it's, yes, sleep is super important for muscle recovery. You'll find if you have a really hard training session and you don't sleep, get much sleep, you're going to be so much more sore the day after versus if you get a good night's sleep. And so for you know, muscular recovery for energy levels in your training. So if you're well slept, you're going to perform better in the gym, create a bigger muscle building stimulus and therefore make more progress. But just in your general life as well, you know, your focus, your work performance, your interactions with other people, um, your motivation for things, but also your behaviours, your nutritional decisions are massively impaired when you're sleep deprived and that kind of thing. And so optimising our sleep as much as possible is really important. Real life often gets in the way. So whether it be social socialising, nights out, stress, just a random bad night's sleep, etc. It's going to happen. And so don't expect yourself to have perfect nights of sleep every single day. But the, the more you can optimise it, the better, basically. So I'm just going to go through how many points have I got here to touch on. Seven easy ways that you can look at improving your sleep, which will have, you know, all of the above benefits that I just mentioned and probably more that I've missed. Okay, so we're going to start with um, the basics of creating a regular sleeping pattern. So the more regular you can be with your bedtime and your wake time, the better. And so we know we're aiming for about seven to nine hours of sleep per night. But if sometimes that means you going to bed at 11, and sometimes you're trying to go to bed at nine, and then sometimes it's one, you're going to be really poorly aligned with your circadian rhythm. So your circadian rhythm is this, your body's 24 hour clock, and it's this cycle that your body goes through. And throughout those that that 24 hour period, We've got varying levels of hormones, so you're kind of um, including your kind of hunger and fullness hormones, so how we regulate your kind of appetite, but also, you know, how energetic you are. All of those kind of things are very much based on this circadian rhythm. And so the better you can be um, kind of consistency-wise in terms of what time you go to bed and what time you wake up, the better aligned you're going to be with that rhythm and the more energetic you're going to feel when you wake up, the better um, kind of synced your hunger and fullness signals are going to be in that kind of thing too. So creating that's really important. 
even including weekends. Now, does that mean that you must get up because you have to get up at 5am to go train before work on a weekend or on a weekday before you go to work? I'm not saying get up at 5am, you must get up at 5am on a weekend. But if you can avoid getting up at, you know, going from 5am to 9, 10, that because that is really going to throw you. And I'm sure if you lie in till 9, 10 on a Sunday and then have to get up at five in the morning on a, on the Monday morning, it feels bloody difficult every week. And so do your best to keep it relatively consistent, even including weekends where possible. But obviously if you're having a super late night because you're out, you know, out doing whatever people do at past 10pm that I'm not really sure of um, or whatever just do your best to yes get your 7 to 9 hours sleep but try not to be getting out of bed at 10, 11 o'clock because it's really going to mess you up when you try to get up at 5 o'clock the next day okay next thing about improving your sleep comes from something that's highly underrated and everyone on Instagram likes to film their morning routines um, but no one talks about bedtime routines and they are just as important if not more important because they really impact the quality of the sleep you're about to have and so if you are working right up until five minutes before you go to bed or you're on your phone which is this bright light with the a world's amount infinite amount of information and mental stimulation that you could do anything on and you're being that stimulated and then expecting you to just two seconds later crawl into bed and, and for your brain to switch off then it's no wonder why you can't get to sleep or your brain feels like it's whirring and so having a solid bedtime routine 30 minutes 20 minutes even you know that is really key for the quality of your sleep so my first recommendation if possible at least 30 minutes before bed no more blue light so that means no tv no screens no phone blue light is super mentally stimulating alongside all the content of what you're looking at and getting your brain going and that kind of thing so 20-30 minutes before bed we cut out all of that think about turning your side lamps on and turning off the overhead lights you know start to introduce this kind of sleep state if you find you go to bed and your brain is just whirring think about things you have to do tomorrow or think about things that upset you in the day Either, you know, maybe you write a to-do list for work tomorrow so that it's out of your head on paper. Maybe you do a bit of journaling to get those thoughts out of your head onto some paper. But we want to be thinking about in the 20 to 30 minutes before bed, doing things that are going to bring your heart rate down, get you in that kind of sleepier state. And there might be certain habits that help you get in that way. Maybe it's reading. So for me, reading fiction before I go to bed has completely changed the game in terms of how I sleep and and being able to get to sleep maybe it's spending some time doing your skincare maybe it's doing a bit of stretching or mobility whatever it looks like for you find something that helps get you in that sleep state number three is going to be looking at your sleep environment so we've got a few boxes we want to tick here we want it obviously to be dark so do you need to get some blackout blinds to help with that do you need to start wearing an eye mask to help with that obviously we also want it to be quiet so does that mean wearing some earbuds if you're if you live on a busy road or if you can hear your neighbors maybe so me wearing my little earplugs to go to sleep can't hear can't hardly hear anything it puts me in this little bubble really improved my sleep quality 
and we want to be comfortable, a comfortable temperature. So we want it to be pretty cool. Perhaps you need to have the window open during the day if you can't have it open during the night. So thinking about your sleep environment, that really matters. You know, clean sheets, do everything you can to make yourself as comfortable as possible. The next thing, number four, is going to be about when we're trying to get to sleep and, and if you if getting to sleep in the first place is something you struggle with, is breathing techniques. So again, as I spoke about in um, in number two, about bringing your heart rate down, we are looking to get the body in this kind of calm, slower heart rate state. And so breathing techniques can help with that. So it might just be you know, when you start to go to sleep, okay, so what you're really, what you can do is really focus on your breathing. So a nice deep breath in through your nose and a nice slow exhale. And so just really focusing on that breathing, intentionally bringing the heart rate down. If you find that your mind is worrying, actually focusing on something like your breathing, using different breathing patterns, you know, there's things like box breathing and that kind of thing. But it's a bit like, you know, it's the concept of counting sheep. It's having your mind distracted on something else, getting into this kind of rhythm and pattern, which really helps with sleep. Number five is going to be, okay, if our sleep quality isn't that good. So these, these final three tips are, if your sleep quality isn't great throughout the night, what are some things we can look at during the day? First thing is caffeine intake. Now, caffeine could be absolutely messing up. Even if you can get to sleep and you think you're sleeping all night, it can also really impact the quality of your sleep. So caffeine has a half-life of six hours in the body. Half-life meaning it takes, a half-life of something is the time it takes to uh, decay to half half its kind of concentration or whatever so after six six hours after you have your coffee you've still got half of that amount of milligrams of caffeine in your system six and and that's and that can vary between people some people actually take longer to metabolize caffeine and so it could be in the system for longer but you know still if you're having it at 3 p.m at 9 p.m you've still got half of that caffeine in your body so no wonder why you can't sleep so I say uh, a very latest cutoff of midday for caffeine, but even, like, that doesn't mean you can smash as much caffeine as you want in, in the first half of the day. Bringing caffeine intake down in general is going to help, but you know anything after midday, I'd really, if if you struggle with sleep, I'd really you know encourage you to have a think about. Um, if you find that you you get up a lot to go to the toilet in the night, um, and that kind of interrupt your sleep you may want to have a think about how much you're actually drinking in the few hours before you go to bed and so actually kind of minimizing water intake for the few hours before sleep that doesn't mean like you know making yourself absolutely parched but it just means you know smaller sips maybe avoid drinking loads of cups of tea before you go to bed if it is something you struggle with getting up regularly and and that kind of interrupting your sleep and finally um as a good general principle, having your larger evening meal at least a few hours before you go to sleep is a really good idea. Now, um, digestion requires the body to use energy and it raises your heart rate. And so actually, if we're eating a large meal right before bed, our body's going to be, you know, kicking into action, action mode to get this digestion going when actually we want it to be, you know, in its calm mode. So actually trying to keep that larger meal slightly further from bed could be a good idea as well, kind of from a digestion standpoint. So there we have kind of seven general tips for improving your sleep quality. Hopefully some of those have just sparked a bit like, oh yeah, I could probably implement that for myself. 
when it comes to things like bedtime routine, etc., like with any habit, it's hard to do at the beginning. And so be really clear with yourself on, okay, I need to be asleep at this time. Therefore, I need to move my kind of meal time half an hour earlier and I need to get myself ready for the next day half an hour earlier. Plan your evening out. And as I said, without any habit, it takes um, a bit of, you know, treating yourself a bit like a child at the beginning, being strict with yourself, being a bit disciplined at first until it becomes a routine and until it becomes kind of second nature. But if you're putting in all this effort with your training, your nutrition, it's such a shame to be uh, shooting yourself in the foot with poor sleep because it does make such a difference across the board, you know, kind of physiologically to how your body can lose fat, how it can build muscle, all of those kind of things, but also your training performance. If your training performance isn't as good, you're not going to build as much muscle. But, you know, the, for the rest of your life, your social interactions, your behaviour and that kind of thing too, take your sleep seriously um, and hopefully some of these tips will help if you'd like to work with me closer on developing your lifestyle and your habits and obviously with that your training and nutrition um, you can find out more about one-to-one coaching so grow with jazz coaching via the show notes or you can look at joining my group training program um, which is a four or five day gym-based hypertrophy program looking to kind of optimize your muscle building and strength progress As always, any questions do just get in touch. Thanks a lot for listening and I'll speak to you all again next week.